If I lead you to the water, would you drink from it? I ain't the greatest, but I think I'm on the brink of it. Come to think of it, no one does it better. When it comes to the BS, I'm Helen Keller. I don't see it, I don't hear it. Can't even be near it. Make the money disappear so it can make a reappearance. Thank you all for tuning in. You know I only spit the truth when I shoot the shit. Uh. Craig, we good? Good morning, good evening, good uh, 7.36. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you. You're listening to Shooting the Shit Podcast. I'm Tarpot. I'm Smelly. And I'm Skiv. And for the fourth episode in a row, we are joined by the man with the plan, Craig. Shooting the Shit is exactly how it sounds like. We will be talking about who knows what. All tangents are accepted, nay, welcomed. Everything is on the table and nothing is off limits. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We took the week off to celebrate the occasion, had a little bit of vacation time. But nonetheless, we're back at, <laughs> We're back in the lab again, uh, and we got a really good one this week. We'll do some Thanksgiving things. We'll talk about the fan favorite, Wook of the Week. We'll get to some shit bags and stacks, and then we'll give away some of that cash for... Uh, our Bears-Ravens cover. Shout out, Bennis. Uh, and then we'll answer some Q&As bef- uh, before we talk sports. Before all of that, let's get today's discussion topic. Thanksgiving foods. Kyle? Yeah, I'll kick us off with this one. Uh, personal favorite of mine, I think. I just got to say, hands down, when I'm, when I'm making my plate at the Thanksgiving dinner table, I know that green bean casserole, first thing on the plate. Easily. Maybe that's a hot take, throwing the veggie on there over like the meats and whatnot, but I don't know. The green bean casserole just hits different. It's a classic staple. I feel like most people have green bean or green bean casserole at, like at their at their dinner table, but personal fan favorite over like a turkey or a ham or something like that. I think the green bean casserole is even better when you get like the caramelized onions in there too. It just the combination of those is unbelievable. It's literally the best thing on the plate, in my opinion, too. The only other thing I have to say that really stands out to me about Thanksgiving food is that turkey fucking sucks. It's so bad. Why people choose that over ham makes no sense to me. I'm always a ham rider, and I always will be. Turkey is benched indefinitely. I think ham is more of a uh, like a Christmas meat. Like at Christmas, you're more likely to make the ham, so you're gonna ride with the turkey at Thanksgiving. But turkey only sucks because people can't cook turkey. You either get fucking raw turkey or you get way too overcooked, dry ass turkey. If you get a nice fucking moist turkey, it's game over. It's definitely top tier. Um, how do we think turkey is like the main dish? Like, you think Christopher Columbus came over here? Met a few Indians who are actually not Indians and was like, yeah, we got some turkeys running around here. This is what I want to eat for dinner. I actually read something about the food that was at like the original Thanksgiving dinner and like all the stuff that we eat today was not part of that. Like people literally just ate like wheat and shit. It was awful. They ate awful food and like how all these traditions come to be. I have no idea because none of them were part of that first dinner. Yeah, I I really don't know. I just think that food changes with times. So obviously they're not going to have fucking cranberry sauce and like stuffing at their dinner table in the fucking 1500s. Like you got to go with whatever's nearby, whether that's a turkey running around, maybe a fucking deer. I don't know. 
A rumor has it they used to uh, deep fried turkeys back in the day. Fourteen ninety two. That's what the rumor is. I don't make I don't make any anything here. I don't make any rules. I just enforce them. You know. I'm pretty sure they actually microwaved them in fourteen ninety two, <laughs> not deep fried. But uh, the other thing that I really don't understand about Thanksgiving, and I think you have a comment on this, what is up with mac and cheese on Thanksgiving? I don't get it. My family's never done it, and. I don't know if we're weird for that, but I see all these posts that have mac and cheese involved, and we just don't do that. So I need to know where that comes from. Uh, so I saw this tweet on on Twitter, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, yeah, but uh, it was saying that in order to bring a mac and cheese to the dinner table, you need to have three referrals and like a resume of mac and cheese cooking experience. So I think the issue is is that a lot of people don't make mac and cheese enough or like a nice homemade mac, and that's where it's coming into like the debate. Because there's like Matthew Judon from the Patriots is anti-mac and cheese, uh, Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens, big anti-mac and cheese guy, but as long as I can remember, I have had mac and cheese at the dinner table. See, the thing for me with mac and cheese is I think if you have a good like bread layer on top of it where it gets a little crumbly, maybe some bacon in there, that's a banger dish. But like when I'm envisioning it at a Thanksgiving dinner table, it's just like wet mac and cheese by itself and like a big plate. And everyone's like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. Mine is exactly the wet mac and cheese on the plate. There's no breadcrumb. There's no bacon. There's nothing sexy about it. It's a little bit of a thicker noodle maybe and a couple more more than just like one cheese, but it, it slaps. I don't know. Good side dish. You're, when you're picturing these Thanksgiving dinners that like most white people are having, uh, not the Shivink family, but are you picturing like a nice like six ounce cup of craft craft cheese, like mac and cheese? Is that what you're picturing? I don't know. I think it's like I think most people trend in your direction where they just kind of have like a bunch of like slop on a plate, and it's good because mac and cheese is good food, but it's not as good as it could be because mac and cheese can be an elite food if done properly. But mac and cheese is a side dish at Thanksgiving. It's not supposed to be the main meal, so you don't need to, you don't need to get sexy with the mac and cheese. Just old reliable gets the job done. So it's just not worth like all the extra effort to make it an elite food when in reality it just acts as like a side dish. I get that. Okay, sure. What are you guys' thoughts on a uh, cranberry sauce? Does it play? Doesn't play? Cranberry sauce is fucked. That's another food that I just cannot understand. It's like I don't know. Again. It's literally in the middle of the table. It's a big wet pile of like bouncy dark red shit. It just looks like you shouldn't eat it. So the fact that people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna eat that," it doesn't sit right with me. I don't get it. It's uh, it's it's in like on one of those like dinner tables where all the rest of the food is. It's in the middle of the table for a reason. It's the one that no one wants to reach for, you know. So I'm anti cranberry sauce. Uh, my little sister is a big fan of it. I think cranberries taste like shit but are you a fan of it no i my family puts it out every single year same thing middle of the table and i just try to count how many people go for the cranberry sauce i'm pretty sure the only one who went for it this year was one of my uncles nobody else even like looked at it it was just totally brushed aside i swear it's like another one of those things that you just make because you're supposed to but at the end of the day it looks the same at the end of the meal as it does at the beginning because no one touches it it's just it's a it's just a visual thing no one actually wants to eat it to be fair that is one of uh, the original 
dishes the pilgrims and the Indians made. They made cranberry sauce along with that deep fried turkey. Microwaved. It's a good little color pop at the table. I'll give it that. Everything else is like brown or yellow or orange, but nice little purple and pinkish, pinkish in there. Speaking of uh, colors at the table, um, anyone who takes a picture of their Thanksgiving food plate, Thanksgiving plate, whatever you want to call it, never, ever, ever tweet, Instagram, Snapchat it. It is a dog shit. You just stole my number one stack. Hey, I didn't do that on purpose. It's, it's just the way that it goes. I swear it's if it deviates from that norm, you're like, what the fuck is that person eating? And I think everyone's Thanksgiving meal has like the same foods, but they're not all from the same place. They're all prepared differently. And because of that, a lot of these plates that people are posting look like just mush on a plate. Like I, I think it's just like kind of like a nurture versus nature kind of situation. Do you guys have any like super like wild, random or like individual meals that like you know only your family like makes or eats on thanksgiving or anytime i guess actually kind of fun so funny story here for those of you who don't know um i am foreign i was born in india uh and so to me traditional thanksgiving food is indian food because that's what we normally have you know i have been to a few white thanksgivings and um eh, the food's all right but to me traditional thanksgiving food is like Chicken 65, chicken, t- uh, as the white people say, tikka masala, <laughs> uh, paneer, naan, a bunch of different Indian food, and that's traditional to me. But um, my girlfriend's mom was asking me, hey, Tarun, do you, uh, do you guys normally have traditional food on Thanksgiving? And I was like, yeah, we, we do. We, ha- we have all of those things, chicken 65, and I n- named them. And Melissa goes, oh, that's not traditional food. What do you expect? Did you think she was going to assume chicken tiki masala was <laughs> was going to be like a classic? Like she's definitely thinking turkey, ham, basics. Well, I mean, traditional to me isn't the same as traditional to you, baby. You got to know your audience. You got to know who's asking the question. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is on me. Hand up. But also traditional uh, food to me. My favorite Thanksgiving dish is chicken 65. Uh my, you two have both eaten it before. My mom has served it too. You might, you might not remember, but that has happened. So back to your original question here, uh, original dishes that my family does. The only thing that immediately comes to mind is every like so often my mom will make like baked potatoes with like a ground beef gravy sauce and it's just like it's really random she'll put like broccoli and carrots in there too and like it sounds like a mess but i think it hits every time my dad doesn't love it but i i look forward to that being the meal of the night sounds pretty gas overall on average how many people you guys got coming to your thanksgivings um my family's pretty small maybe like 15 ish people or so it's like just immediate family like any like close relatives in the area nobody really like flies out to come see us or anything like that yeah very similar for us like if i go to my mom's side there's 10 if i go to my dad's side it's like 15 so it's it's pretty like toned down i know some families have like fucking ragers for thanksgiving and i'm kind of jealous of that but yeah, it's pretty pretty suppressed on my end as well. What about you? Well, I mean, uh, we only have six of us here in the U.S. Uh, in my family, direct family. So my parents have been grinding out friend groups. They've got like three different friend groups. So depending on uh, who we're meeting up with, it's either between 
10, 30, and like 50. But I don't know. I like small Thanksgivings are usually nicer because you don't got to talk to too many people, you know? Wouldn't matter how many people show up. I'm hiding either way. Just get stoned and then no, no way. I want to talk to the relatives. Properly medicated. Properly medicated. All right. Well, we should uh, get on to things we're thankful for. So on the topic of Thanksgiving, let's have a, a quick little draft here about things that we're thankful for. Um, who wants to start us off here? Uh, I don't. I don't mind starting us off, but I do want to say... Uh, this idea was brought up very late in the PM, so me, me and Smelly do not have ideas thought out. So whatever you hear, just buyer beware. May not be, may not be, uh, may not be great. But I'm gonna start with, uh, I'm gonna start with, I'm thankful for sports, specifically football. Why? Because sports bring people together. Whether you're black, white, Indian, Mexican, uh, Republican, Democratic, into country music into rap music. Everyone loves sports. And if you don't, you're a loser. But uh, it brings people together, kind of like Thanksgiving. So I'm thankful for sports. Except for Bears fans, yeah. Um, so I'll go next. Uh, my first round pick for things I'm thankful for is going to be an easy one. Nothing too crazy. Just drink prices at college bars. I think as a group of people that has gone from a college campus to now a big city, we kind of noticed that you don't really get a $2 rail mixer anymore. Now it's like 10. So I think that like having that luxury while we had it without knowing that it was so special is like something that we should have embraced maybe a little more while we were the youngins. I just got a comment on that. Do you think that uh, now that we have salaries, full-time jobs, like we're spending money at bars, which is a lot, but in college we didn't really have much income. Like I know I was a teacher assistant. I was probably making – 200 maybe 300 bucks a week at most like like uh income wise it's relatively the same but that's that's a great point because uh next time we go to or when we go to iowa city or bloomington or wisco or wherever the fuck perdone's at i'm excited to spend a hell of money yeah no i agree i think it's kind of like proportional like you you don't really make shit as a college student you're broke all the time so the drink should be cheap and then you come out to the real world you get a salary and then things get more expensive. So it makes sense, but I'm just basking on the glory days for now. All right. With the third pick in this draft, uh, I feel like if we don't draft this in the first round, we're going to get a little bit of hate. So I'm going to have to give my first round pick to the family. I mean, even though I just bashed them for not wanting to talk to them on Thanksgiving, you still got to love them and you're glad they're there. I mean, they're only around for so long. You got to appreciate while you have it. If we didn't draft that in the first round, we would have gotten absolutely dogged on it. You can't convince me otherwise. I agree. I agree. I think I think family's great. I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> Y'all are trolls. Y'all, you're coming over here with bar drinks over your family on th- what you're thankful for. Kid, kid's more happy about his two dollar rail mixies than he is to see fucking grandma gal out of nowhere on Thanksgiving. All right. Well, it, it's a snake draft, so let's hear the second one. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right, I'm going to have to give this one. We're sticking on the Thanksgiving topic, I guess. So I'm thankful for Thanksgiving walks with the cousins. You guys ever go on those? <laughs> Skip, quit clowning me over here in this corner. That's not the point of the walks, Tarun. I mean, obviously, we all know everyone has cousins. You go, you get properly medicated with the fam. It's a good time. Everyone loosens up. 
I mean, you got to be thankful for that. I think it brings the family together. Agreed. Big family guy over there. All right. So with the second pick of the second round, I'm going to select proximity chat in battle royale games. I'm very thankful for that because there's nothing better than someone just bodying you and you just like spewing out the craziest shit they've ever heard to just like dismantle their whole day. I think it should go both ways. I think if you kill someone, you should be able to shit talk them too. But the fact that it doesn't right now kind of makes sense. I'm sure a lot of kids would make a lot of bad decisions with that. So I understand why it's not a thing. But I think at one point in time, we should implement that because the level of shit talking that could be in video games would just be off the charts. You could say anything to anyone at any point. It'd be awesome. I'm pretty sure PUBG had that feature where you could talk both ways. So you'd fucking clap a kid and then he'd come back from the dead and come after your whole family. My only issue there is PUBG's like 15 years old. So I want to see that feature in like modern games that I actually have like an interest to play in because I think it'd be just absolutely hilarious. What happens when you're playing Search and Destroy in a 1v2 and you kill the second to last kid and he's just shrieking on his mic for like six seconds and you can't hear anything except like a 12-year-old boy hitting octaves you didn't know existed? It's just part of the game. You just got to be better. Hide for a little bit. I don't know. Um, I uh, So what I'm going to go with is I'm thankful for the fact that we, uh, we kind of didn't grow up. We, we did grow up in the technology era. But we're all, like, old enough to where we remember staying out till the streetlight goes up, you know, riding our bikes everywhere. We didn't, we didn't need video games. We didn't need, like, <clears throat> computers, phones, all that stuff. And that was, uh, I'm thankful for being able to live in, live in both of those times, being able to do something like this, something we never could have even thought of, even though we got 11 subs on YouTube. Shout out. Like, uh, I'm, I'm happy that we got to play, like, capture the flag, walk around neighborhoods. That, that was, that's something I'm really thankful for. So basically, at a recent family gathering, you saw an iPad kid and realized that you're just happy that that wasn't you. Because that's, that's happened to me, and I'm like, wow, I was born at the right time. If I was born five years later, I would literally just be glued to my screen 24-7. To be honest, no, I, that's not what I, well, that's not how I got there. I, I was looking at our YouTube channel. I saw 11 subs and then my brain just went from one place to another. So shout out those 11 subs. But yeah, I'm thankful for living in two eras. Are we running another round or are we just sending it at two rounds? Yeah, we can, we can run another, we can run another one and at least, at least one more, maybe two. Uh, fuck. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for a whole lot of things in this life. I'm thankful for, um, the fact that Christopher Columbus called Native Americans Indians because for the first nine years of my life, I thought I was half Indian and half Native American until Mrs. Zeibel, actually, that was probably fifth grade, until Mrs. Zeibel told me that I wasn't. I was a little depressed after that, but kind of cool that I'm Native American and Indian. Shout out Christopher Columbus. You're the multicultural wonder over there. Um, I guess I'm going to take with the third thing that I'm thankful for, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that, or are you just like the fried cheesy goodness? I mean, mozzarella sticks. Like, I've never had a bad one. I don't know that I could have a bad one. And also, there's a place in Wisconsin that sells foot-long mozzarella sticks that are like three inches in diameter, and I think we might need to take a roadie to get them.
Where do we get these? It's like the Milwaukee suburbs. So a two hour drive for like, what's the the math there? Like 65 inches of mozzarella stick. Um, Is it, is it like actually like how much does it cost? And is it actually that big? Like, cause in my head I'm picturing just this ginormous dong that's just made of cheese. It literally looks like a kid's t-ball bat. Like it's fucking huge and it's like 12 bucks. It's a steal. How many people do you think it would take to eat one of these? I'm going solo dolo on one. So if you guys want to share one, you can. But I'm literally eating a foot-long mozzarella stick. I, I mean, like 12 bucks for that's kind of cheap. I expected it to be close to like 30 bucks. I thought it was like a shareable item. I need to find the place. So we're going we're gonna to book a road trip. We're getting some fatty mozzarella sticks. All right, well, I'll, I'll end this off here. I don't think we need to do another round after the <laughs> after this. This is, yeah. But uh, <laughs> last thing I'm... <laughs> I hate you both. I literally, I hope this doesn't get cut out and all the viewers know that I hate you. I'm thankful that I only have to see you clowns once a week and that I don't have to proceed to see you more than that. That is such cap, and you know it. You hang out with us at least seven days of the week. That's going downhill from here. You got you guys are getting written off. Bro, if you didn't put family in your first round, and you put Xbox proximity chat over your family, I can't help you. All right, let's move on to the next section, Wook of the Week. Uh, you guys got any good Wook stories? Any? You want me to kick it off? You guys got a good one? Yeah, I, I can start us off here. So, <clears throat> um, I was Big Ten title chasing this weekend up in Minnesota, and I was in town for the Badgers versus Gophers game. And uh, Badgers were seven-point favorites and lost by 13, so that was already tough. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm done. The game's over. I'm, I was at the bar. I'm walking home. I'm waiting for my Uber to pick me up. And a gopher fan walks by and taps me on the shoulder. He says, fuck you, buddy. Go back to your state. You suck. And I turn around and I'm expecting like just some guy that I don't want to fuck with. Like I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be like some like six, four muscle beach guy. that's going to rock my shit. And I turn around and this guy's, he's like up to my waistband. And I'm like, okay, we we're starting problems today. So he's, he continues on with more slander. I tell him he has, he goes to a safety school. He doesn't like that one. He, he, uh, he starts to like freak out and like tells me he's going to fight me. And I'm like, dude, like it's not in your best interest. Like just keep him moving. And he starts walking away and he keeps bitching saying all these things. And while he's walking away, I yell out, you're 5'4", and uh, he turns around and he goes, um, actually, I'm 5'7", and I just lost it. Well, he's, he's accounting for inflation. You forgot about that. I totally did. God damn. Okay, so he's 5'9 now, um, but the best part is I was in Madison like two months ago when Michigan was in town for a football game. We lost to Michigan that weekend as well, and a Michigan fan was shit-talking me that weekend. And while I was under the influence, I also informed that guy that he was 5'4". So I think I'm like having this problem where I just like, that's my only comeback. So I need to like find some new ones. I'm going to need some help. Just call him like a, like 
like uh, a soggy lamp. Something that's super unheard of, like uh, just an adjective and like a normal thing, like um, uh, a musty microphone. Just call him, call him something disgusting like that. I just I just couldn't believe like what I turned around to because I was expecting, like I said, someone that would pose a threat. And it's like it, it was unbelievable. It was like a fifth grader. I didn't even know what to say. Should have just like poured his beer on him or something. Literally just took it and dumped it on his head. You should have told him that you could fit him in your backpack. That's a good one. There were so many things that I could have said. I just like was appalled that like this little gremlin was like out here saying things. I just couldn't even believe it. it sounds like you're a heightist. None of us are over six foot and you're coming after all these other short kings for no reason. You got you got to build together and bond. Bro, you can't be a short king at 5'4". You're just short. So where's the cutoff for it then? Well, if you account for inflation, the cutoff is like 5'8". Thankfully, with inflation, we're all six foot at least. Um, but I, this guy, I swear, like he would struggle to get on a roller coaster. They might not let him. That would have been a good one-liner. That You should have used that. That was fire. Fuck. All right, I'll, I'll hit us with our next Wook of the Week. This happened to me like probably two weeks ago at work. Honestly, like this Wook of the Week segment could just be like changed to like tweaks with Smelly at work segment or something because this stuff is never ending. So I, I start my day. I get this set of coordinates. I don't really know where the fuck I'm going. I just throw it in the GPS and I'm on my way. I pull up like kind of like hood looking ask side of Chicago and every like building is like walled up there's like boards in all the windows and doors and everything so i'm like why the hell are why like why am i even over here that nobody lives here but so i'm scanning the area and i'm trying to find light poles whatever doesn't matter and i'm like walking past this building and i hear some like rustling in this house all totally boarded up this tweak like pops his head out of the window says absolutely nothing to me except watch out for candy man <laughs> If, if, if you guys haven't seen the Candyman movie, Candyman is in Cabrini Green. So my next logical thought is I should probably look up where I'm at right now before this crazy person tells me to watch out for the Candyman. Sure enough, I'm in Cabrini Green in the heart of it, probably right around where that movie was shot. And I have a random tweaker on the second floor in a boarded up house telling me to look out. It was crazy. I literally... I. I don't know. It sight walks turned into like sight runs because I was not staying over there. If I'm you, I I take my lunch break right when that happens, drive to the office and put in my two weeks. Like that's it. I'm done. The areas I get sent to are horrendous. I they literally just send me to the hood constantly. Cabrini Green, Southside, Austin, like horrible areas top to bottom like i literally need to start vlogging my site walks because i encounter somebody new every single week on this job for the for the youtube you should just wear a gopro the entire day every single day that you wake up you just throw a gopro on before your site walks people are gonna like stop believing that these stories are true because i've got a guy wu-tanging a joint and a guy telling me to watch out for candy man like i wish i could make this stuff up but it, it was just crazy were you like intrigued at all to go into the house or did that never enter your mind? There was a board on the house. I'm think there was boards everywhere. Like the only way this guy could have possibly gotten in is if he climbed 
two stories up to that second floor window and climbed into the only spot that had a hole in the entire house. Like he was, and the other thing is, is he was the only person I saw in that area for like an hour. For all I know, that dude was probably Candyman. That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, the more I hear this story, this guy sounds like the Candyman. So I think maybe, maybe you avoided a bullet there. If he really wanted to freak me out, if he would have like offered me some candy, I probably would have just ran the fuck out on the spot. And the other thing is, is when I was in this neighborhood, it like to get into it, it was all fenced off except for one driveway in and the same driveway out. So there's only one way in, one way out, and I'm deep in the back corner away from the exit, and I got this guy coming after me. So I swear, either last week or the week before, you told our listeners to always accept drugs from strangers. And now you're telling me that the candy man's going to offer you stuff and you're going to turn him down. So are you telling our listeners to do stuff other than what you would actually do? No, I said accept drugs. I said don't accept food. Candy would be classified as food. And if you haven't seen the Candyman movie, everybody knows there's razor blades in that candy. That's just suicide right there. I'm not eating razor blades. Give me a crack pipe, no razor blades. <laughs> I think... Uh... I think you should take one for the team. You should go into work, run into one of those hood places you go to, get injured, not to the point where you lose a limb or you die, but get injured, sue uh, your work, and then get a fat like $70 million paycheck invested into STS Pod YT, and then here we go. Get some workers comp, get stabbed with a needle on site. Um, but I'm going to move on to my Wook of the Week. This one actually happened last Sunday or I guess two Sundays ago. Um, My grandpa cannot drive. He is 70 years old, 71 maybe. Um, And he lives in a retirement home-esque. So I normally take him in to get his haircut once every month, once every two months, whenever he needs one. I picked him up, and we went to Great Clips. Great Clips was a 60-minute wait. We were like, no, we're not doing that. Let's go to a different Great Clips. I called the next closest Great Clips. She goes, I say, hello, can, uh, can you tell me how long the wait time is? And she goes, oh, no, I can't tell you. Check online. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Great Clips. I know I go to Great Clips to cut my hair. There's a literally a check-in list that is on the monitor when you walk in. So you can definitely see it, whether it says it on your screen or whether you got to walk around to the other side of the counter. So I'm already a little like, <laughs> okay, like, yeah, I, okay. And then so I download the app. I check the time. It says seven minutes. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Check in for my grandpa. We drive. I pull in, and the same lady, I can recognize her voice, has not a single soul in the great clips. And I said, you didn't, you couldn't tell me that there was no one here? And she said, yeah, we don't have it on the screen, and I pointed to the screen. Like, I'm, you guys both know I'm not one who takes shit from Randy's. Like, I respect you if you respect me, same thing. So I say, you couldn't walk around and tell me how many people were on the list, or you couldn't even look around to see that there was no one here? She said, no, I couldn't do that. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, uh... She prints out the slip of my grandpa's haircut. Of course, I accidentally put in the wrong number. Hand up, my fault. It's the wrong haircut. Number, notes. I'm like, can you look up the other number in notes, whatever? And she's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, you can't you can't type in your search thing what his haircut is? He's 70 years old. He doesn't know what he's... He's from India. He could... Like, I help him out get his haircuts. He's... And my grandpa's over there trying to understand. Then we get done with the haircut, and she, my grandpa's like, no, I want it changed here. And she's like, no, 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 this looks good. And I'm like, okay, lady, like, let's just get out of here. Then she rings him up. 
I offer her my card, and she goes, oh, our credit card machine's down. I'm like, oh, tough. Did you accept check? No. Do you have cash? I'm like, I asked, do you have cash? Or like, she asked me, do you have cash? I'm like, why would I ask you for a check before cash? Like, I literally said that. And she she thought it was disrespectful. I'm like, you've been disrespectful to my grandpa the entire time. Whatever. She tells me to go uh, go get cash from BMO. That's my bank. I'm like, oh, where is it? She's like, down the street. And I'm like, all right, no big deal. It's kind of kind of awful that I have to do this. But I start walking out. I'm helping my grandpa out. She goes, no, leave him here. I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, you can leave him here. I'm like, no, I'm not leaving my grandpa here. I don't trust you. What the fuck are you talking about? I literally said that to her. And she goes, oh, you're going to run away or run away and not pay. I'm like, the haircut's $12. That is not your biggest problem right now. It's $12. We'll not run away. Don't worry. I'm not running away with your $12. So then I get in a little bit of an argument. And she said, okay, go. Okay, go. Okay, just go. Just go. I'm like, all right. I put my grandpa in the car. I'm very much heated. We drive. Not even the right bank. It's a PNC, not a BMO. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, I end up withdrawing cash, bit the bullet. Luckily, they only withdrew in fives. So while I was waiting the drive-thru, I was like, how many coins we got up in here? Collected about $7 in pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, and then withdrew five bucks. Went in, dumped it all on the counter. I said, there's your 12 bucks. Have a good day. And I walked out. As you were telling the story, my mind went straight to giving her 1200 pennies so i'm glad that we were on the same page in that regard um but what I, the bigger problem here is that it sounds like tarun's tutors needs to expand their business capabilities and become a salon as well you can then make 50k a month and you could also give your grandpa free haircuts well my problem my problem my biggest issue was the fact that she was rude from the get-go i don't like if she's she was fine. If she was nice or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go get cash. No problem. Probably would have left my grandpa there, too, to go get cash. But this this chick was a bitch. Shout out, lady, who whoever works at the Great Clips on uh, Roselle over by Amazon Fresh. If you're listening to this, fuck you. I'm sure she's listening to this. Just chopping some hair away listening to STS Pod. Guaranteed. It sounds like the bigger issue, though, is that you're still taking your grandpa to hair to great clips when you could be taking him a million other places. Literally just go to a salon or something and have that shit tidied up quick, and then you don't have to deal with any bullshit like that. Right, but great clips is a lot, also like very cheap, very affordable for like my grandpa or, or me. Like I'll pay 16 bucks for a haircut, no problem. So my thing is that great clips is the McDonald's of places to get your hair cut. Like it's going to be cheap, but you're going to get dog shit service and the ice cream machine or the hair clippers might be not working that day. So you kind of got to like balance your options here. I, I used to go there and then I was like, fuck this place. And I haven't gotten my haircut there in five years now. And I never will again, but I can see why for your convenience, it makes sense to go there. So I understand that. Are Sports Clips and Great Clips the same company, or are they separate entities? You should take them to Sports Clips then. Right, but like honestly, like the most affordable place, there used to be like a place over by Spunky Haircuttery or something like that. I think they ran out of business, but they were like the Wendy's too, Great Clips' is McDonald's. I would, I would take them there, but they closed. All right, so we'll be moving on now to our stacks and shit bags of the week for a quick refresher for all the fans. Uh, the stacks are two good things that we're going to pair together 
that make one better thing. And you kind of got a hint of what my first one's going to be by accident, thanks to one of Tarpot's comments. Um, and then we'll do ship bags, which are just individual standalone things that are just not good. So um, I'll start out. I'll do my stacks, and then we can maybe see how we feel about them. Um, so like I said, my first stack of the week is Thanksgiving food and social media. And that's not because it's a good thing alone, but seeing all these horrible meals on Twitter is just a great pastime of my family and my just like watching all these horrible tweets come through. There was one this year. I don't know if you guys saw this. This guy had like a pink sludge on the corner of his plate and it looked like Pepto-Bismol. Like it was literally like it looked like Play-Doh. It was so fucking disgusting and everyone was trying to figure out what it was. And the guy claimed it was like some like home like dessert recipe from his grandma or something and, and he just got absolutely ratioed on twitter like he had like 100 likes and the guy that quoted it was like what the fuck is going on in the corner over there got like 300k so like the guy just got absolutely stepped on like he was like a piece of gum on the cement but like that that is just so funny to me i love looking at those tweets and just it's without fail they just get absolutely clowned every single time and then my next stack is going to be same game parlays and watching that game that you parlayed with your boys. So I think a couple nights ago, we had a pretty electric night where we were watching the Ravens and the Browns play. And everyone was just on Mark Andrews to score at any time. And when he did, I, I swear the place erupted. It was insane. We all went crazy. Jacob's floor almost gave out. I thought we were going to be in the basement for a second there, but... The parents were gone, so it was fine. It was an electric setting. I loved watching everyone go crazy, even though I wasn't involved in the bets. Nothing gets the boys going bigger than responsibly gambling money and hitting those responsible bets. I mean, there's no better feeling. Right, and I mean, like, the, the thing about us is no matter what, if you are in the same room as someone else, so let's say, for example, Bennis had, uh, had the Bengals minus three. I walked into the room before I knew this, and I said, I'm kind of feeling Steelers plus three. And he said, no, I'm on Bengals minus three. And I said, all right, I'm on Bengals minus three. Done. It's that easy. We're all riders here. If anyone's got something in the room before you walk in, that's the rule. You got to take it. You cannot root for your own bet. Um, but we're all a bunch of riders. The same game parlay did a hit. It did hit fat. It was under 47 or under 50. Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown scorer. And uh, Ravens, Ravens money line. I did put Ravens to win one to six. I almost shit my pants, but but it worked out. You love those uh, win by X amount margins lately. That's been your thing, kind of. I don't know if that's profitable or not, but I've noticed you've had kind of an uptick in bets that have that in there. Well, last night I did have uh, I did have the Washington football team to win by seven to twelve. That was very unfortunate. I think I had it was like plus six fifty, no plus eight hundred. And uh, it was very unfortunate that Russ somehow got that touchdown to Freddie Swain at the end. But Russell Wilson's like kind of broken. I know we're not on sports yet. We'll get there, but he sucks. So does Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> stinks. Didn't he drop 41 on the Rams in fantasy? Doesn't matter. He still stinks. I'm convinced he's selling, but we'll get we'll get on to that later. All right, I'll uh, I'll hit us off with my stacks of the week. I I only got two here, but first one. Christmas music and December. Here it is. I'm officially giving everyone my blessing to turn on Christmas music. I I wrote it off. 
couple episodes ago, but here we are in December and it's officially time for Christmas music. Mariah Carey, you can be bumping 24-7 now. I have no complaints. You know, I was actually listening to uh, 93.9 Light FM this morning and they announced at 7 a.m. that they got your approval, so they started playing it. So thank you for that. That was a great ride to work this morning. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that they were on the same page as me. It's just unacceptable to be hearing that in November. I'm, I'm glad we're done with that November Christmas music phase and on to December finally. My, my, uh, my last start of the week, though, this is going to have to go out to my Uncle Keith and Bears football games. Little bit, <laughs> little bit of a story here. This was almost going to be my Wook of the Week, but I wanted to give it a better light than a Wook out because it was so hilarious. We're at the Bears-Ravens game. Uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever my uncle's drinking some beers and game ends we're trying to we're trying to pack up get in the car and go home and he has to go pee so he's thinking he's gonna go rip a piss in the alley he goes like turns this corner of the city block starts pissing i give him like two three minutes because he is blacked out like he is not capable of walking and i know he should not be walking alone but you gotta let a man handle his pee so i give him three minutes walk to the exact same spot where he was at and he has disappeared. I have no idea where this man went. So I've got me, my buddy Mike, and my dad. We're scouring like two, three blocks downtown Chicago trying to find my uncle. We have no idea where he's at. And like we had a bus driver and or like taking us back in like a bus or like a van or whatever it's called. And he's like, yo, we got to go. Like it's time to go. And we're like, okay, well, we're not leaving my uncle in the city. Like we got to find his ass. We're calling him, whatever. Two hours go by. And I, he isn't answering any calls, like not responding to anybody. And finally we get a message back from him and I go, what, I'm like, what street are you on? Where can we find you at? And he's like, I'm not on a street. I'm on a train track. I go, what the fuck? How did you get to a train track? There was like no train tracks in the areas. I have no idea how, like where this man was. And I just go, get the fuck off the train tracks and send me like the address of the nearest building so we can come scoop your ass up. He sends us an address probably like 45 minutes after we last contacted him. He is four and a half miles south of Soldier Field walking, and he was walking on the train tracks. He gets back into the car. His face is busted up. He said he fell on the train tracks, just hammered, and he said he was talking to a cop that was outside of the train tracks while he was inside of the train tracks, but there was like a fence, so there was no way he could get out, and he was just trapped walking for like four and a half miles and it was an absolute electric blacked out like walk jog I, I like he disappeared literally four and a half miles away from soldier field and three hours later we found him in the city started Bro, the week. this sounds like a shit bag of the week this is insane like did you even go to the game with all this going on what am i listening to this was post game so the game gets out and we're about to get picked up to go home and then he disappears that's what I'm saying. This was almost a wook of the week, but it was such an electric walk. Blacked out, four and a half miles, limited phone, no cell reception on the train tracks. Somehow managed to get found. You know what they say, man. I mean, uh, back in the day, it was if you're ever trying to go north or south, just get to a river and go downhill or uphill. Well, he was just trying to do that in modern day. Uh, he's trying to get back home. He's going to walk on the tracks to get back to Palatine. Yeah, yeah, I'm convinced he found the Union Pacific Northwest tracks and said, I'm walking all the way back to the suburbs. All 30 miles, I'm doing it solo right now. I'm glad you had a good time, though, and I, uh, I'm i happy he's safe. He's an electric guy. Fuck Nate Hill is his favorite quote. That's all I got for the starts or stacks, though, Turin. What you got for us? 
What my favorite my favorite stack that I have here is Blackout Wednesday and Grimy Bars. Blackout Wednesday is in fact my favorite holiday. We'll get to that later. But Nelly's was packed, sweaty, and there was probably eight thousand kids from who graduated from Fremd and Palatine there. That was one of the most. That was probably my favorite. No, Steve's Blackout Wednesday. That was probably a top three Blackout Wednesday for me. I was a big fan of it. A lot of people, Randy's, a lot of Randy's that we ran into, a lot of people that uh, I haven't seen since high school. And they're like, hey, Tyrone, I love the STS podcast. Yeah, I didn't get to participate this year because I was out of town. But I I do agree that's obviously it's not a national holiday, but at this point it might as well be. And I think that's like the ultimate pregame to a Thanksgiving meal. Like it just, it plays so perfectly every time you're like almost not hung over by the time Thanksgiving starts and it just works out really well. Well, so what I actually found out when I went to school was that like Blackout Wednesday started as a like Chicago thing. Cause it's not that popular around like in other places. I uh, was talking to my senior and she said Blackout Wednesday is a pretty big thing in Pittsburgh, but not too many Indiana kids were uh, new of Blackout Wednesday. Um, that's that's my first stack of the week. My second stack of the week is shout out shout out Smelly. He hit champ in Rocket League. So Smelly and Champ, I'm, I'm we're very proud of him here at SCS, and all the boys are. I know you grinded that for a while, and uh, you deserve it, man. I think that may be my single greatest accomplishment of 2021. I don't know if there's really anything else. I mean. Champ in Rocket League, you grind your ass off for that. Like seven days of game time to get that. I think when you took family in the first round of the draft, that was your best move of 2021. But Champ Champ in Rocket League might have been number two. <laughs> I have very few things in life, Skip. Rocket League and family happen to be two of those. You can't clown on me for it. But yeah, no, you're, uh, you've been grinded and we're proud of you. I wish I kept playing. Um, I'll have to get, now that we all got PS5s, well, smelly 2B. Uh, added soon, but now that we all got PS5s, you gotta get back into it. Yeah, I wish you. Uh, I wish you kept grinding and didn't stop you. I mean, that was the goal of the summer, champ. By the end of the summer, we missed it by a couple months, but or I missed it by a couple months. But you gave up. You didn't have the grind. No dedication. I I didn't give up. I uh, got up to D3 and then went on vacation. And then to a vacation tarpot is awful at the game. And then. I just continued to vacation and then vacation, and I'm probably like, I, real talk, I played today, I think I'm plat one. Real talk. Not good. For those of you that don't know, that is significantly worse. Not even in the same ballpark. I I don't know what any of it means. I played like five games. I was getting just absolutely dunked on by people, so I knew that it wasn't for me, and I just hung up the cleats. It's like champ is like I'm playing college baseball right now and platinum is like Tarun's like kid pitch little league like league right now. That's that's how I would compare the two. I I would say that's pretty accurate. The way that the people I'm playing, yeah, I I'd say that's accurate. And then my last stack is the Wednesday the Wednesday workday before Thanksgiving. I actually was supposed to work late, but shout out broken Wi-Fi. Uh, I guess yeah, shout out broken Wi-Fi. I worked till 4 and then my Wi-Fi cut out, pretended like I was working to fix it, never actually fixed it, and I just texted Leah. I said, hey, Leah, I, I ain't working anymore. She said, finish it on Sunday. I said, yeah, okay. You better hope she's not listening to the pod, because if she's a rider, you're fucked. 
she is a writer, but she's she's chill. She'll 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 know. At Leah, he didn't fix his Wi-Fi. No effort put in there again. She told me to get when I told her Blackout Wednesday was my favorite holiday. She told me at twelve you should get off and then finish the work on Sunday. So I was, I, I figured that she was giving me her blessing, but also I do feel a little bad for saying that I couldn't figure it out. I got a surprise half day on Wednesday. That was nice. Nice little surprise. Clocked out at like twelve thirty, so can't really complain there. I took a half day, so I had to use PTO, but I had the same benefit that you did. All right, uh, we'll kick it off. I'll kick it off here with some shitbags of the week. Um, for starters, and this could be an annual shitbag because it's just so garbage, but having to watch the Lions and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving literally every single year. I I think I would rather watch 30 other franchises play on Thanksgiving other than seeing those two teams again. Never a good game. The Lions absolutely stink every year, and they get one of like probably the most viewed showtimes of the entire year. It makes no sense. Last year on Thanksgiving, do you guys know who the Lions played? I was looking at this. I, I couldn't even believe it when I saw it. Um, Bears, Eagles, uh maybe Vikings last year. The NFL wasn't kidding. By the way, when they did this, the lions played the Texans on Thanksgiving day. No one even remembers it because it was so bad of a game. But the fact that they see like an open time slot on like Thanksgiving day, and they put those two teams on the same field just absolutely blows my mind. Was it a Deshaun Watson list Texans? I don't remember. It, I mean, he would have had to have been playing then, right? But like if he wasn't injured, but like it's still just like thinking of the current day Texans, that is where my mind is just like, holy shit, that's illegal. And the funny thing is, is that so we all know how bad the Bears Lions game was this year. That game actually got more viewers than the Deshaun Watson game last year. So 27 million concurrent viewers turned in to the Bears playing the Lions in what was literally a punt fest. Every time I looked over from Thanksgiving dinner at the game, it was like third and 30. And I was like, there's no way anyone is actually watching this right now. It just has to be background noise for everybody. Are the Lions and the Cowboys in like a contract with the NFL to play every Thanksgiving? Or is it just that since they were the first ones that they will proceed to play? I believe, I believe the Lions were in a contract. I'm not sure about the Cowboys, but this I, rumor has it that this was the last year of that contract. So, fingers crossed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Austin. I know you're a big Lions fan. Fingers crossed. We do not have to watch the Lions play anymore because they are dog shit. All right, I'll uh I'll move on to my next shit bag of of the week. Um and it's going to even though I just obtained one of these items, it's still a shit bag for the process it takes, and that is the PlayStation and the Xbox drops. These fucking things have been on back order, short stock for over a year now. I don't know what they're doing with it. They're literally like trying to cut the supply so the demand keeps going up. Thankfully, Skiv over here got me a PlayStation actually yesterday. So that's huge when it'll come in. But the fact that it is now December 2021 and I've been looking for a PlayStation for 13 months is just obnoxious. Um, and then my final shit bag of the week, we all have girlfriends here. I got to ask if the, if yours do this as well, but mine might be broken. <laughs> P- 
girlfriends picking at like your face and your pimples, bumps, freckles. I swear to God, anything that has any type of like elevation on this, Taylor will squeeze, pop, poke, pick, anything. I'm like a human fucking pimple because all I do is get pinched and popped and I'm sick of it. Yeah, so I I have had similar experiences. Um, maybe it's not as severe as whatever's going on over there, but I hope you guys figure that out. Uh, but yeah, I, I swear like when they like pop your pimples, they like purposely try to make it hurt. Like there's like something in them that's like, I'm going to do this to a point where you're going to suffer. And it's kind of like a little bit of like a, a leveling out, if you will, or they like think, oh, like you fucked up. I'll I'll pop your pimples hard or something like that. I don't know, but I, I like I said, not to the severity of that. It would be one of my shit bags. So I hope it gets better. <laughs> yeah, I kind of kind of on skis uh, back here. Um, I have had I have had someone do that to me once or twice, and I refuse to ever date, talk, anything with a chick who's like obsessed with that stuff because that to me one as skip said hurts like a bitch and two no offense tay sorry if you're listening that's weird as shit no offense that's weird as shit thank you thank you melissa for not doing that i don't get what the fetish is like it's like some kind of like satisfaction with popping someone else's pimples and it it's like there's nothing even there like that's the worst part she'll fucking just start digging at skin that has nothing there like I'm like, I'll be feeling it. I'm like, that's not popping or like, that's not a fucking pimple. And it's just fucking squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Like I'll fucking start bleeding before anything else comes out. I don't want to like disrupt the conversation, but I just went on Twitter real quick. And the first thing I see is a picture of spinning mozzarella sticks. And now I'm just really distracted. I can't think about anything else. Uh, true story about the pimple popping thing. I don't know how it is, how it affects other people when they pimp when they pop it, but apparently when you pop your own pimple or something like that, it releases uh what's what's the fucking drug? That dopamine. Makes, dopamine is that what makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah, dopamine, endorphins, metamorphosis, any of those, any of the. I'm not a science guy, but it releases something like that where people like get like uh it's like the same it's the same feeling like when you you know. Spank your monkey and you, uh, volcano. You know, it's the same, same idea, same idea, same, same, uh, endorphins get released there. But I don't know how that works for other people doing that. All right. So I will run away with my shit bags here. I have a lot. So get comfortable in your seat. Uh, my first one is going to be porta potties. And my reasoning is that they're just strictly the least sanitary thing on planet earth. They're fucking disgusting. And every time I'm waiting in line for a porta potty, it's just so inconvenient. They put them in like horrible spots. You wait an hour long line just to piss. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but I'm like, I'm the cusp of thinking that public urination is like pretty much legal at this point for how fucking stupid these lines are. Um, my next one is going to be Honda Odyssey's. I swear every person that drives a Honda Odyssey is like in the biggest hurry I've ever seen. Like they are guaranteed going 30 over the speed limit. They are going to ride your ass no matter what lane you're in because they can't figure out how to change lanes. I don't know why they do this. It's like in the user's manual. It tells them they need to literally tailgate the shit out of you no matter what. And it pisses me off a lot. I have another car one. Uh, 
I, clearly I had some trouble on the road this week. So <laughs> my next one is people who drive black explorers at night. I think you should literally be not allowed to drive a black explorer unless if the sun is up because everyone just thinks you're a cop. And then again, like they're behind you and you start tweaking, you drive the speed limit or less than that because you're like, Oh shit, I'm going to get pulled over. And then meanwhile, it's just like some suburban mom who's pissed off at you for going so slow. So it's like, it's a fucking lose, lose. Like you did this to yourself. I don't know why you would ever buy that car or what you'd ever gain from that. So fuck those people. And then another one based on my recent experience is that wisdom teeth fucking suck. Uh, mine are growing in right now. I know it's like late and they've been growing in for a while. Like they've broken the service probably five years ago, but while we're recording this, my mouth fucking hurts. I'm doing this for the fans. I'm a rider, but this shit sucks. Do you think work would give you like PTO if you were getting them removed? Cause you can't really like do anything. Like you can't eat. So you don't have energy to go and do anything. Plus like your mouth is so sensitive. Like you're not even supposed to do anything but ice either. I think you would get like sick days or whatever it would be because like they wouldn't force you to use PTO for that. I don't think because it's like a health related thing and I guess it's different at every employer, but I think for me personally, it would be like a, a sick day kind of situation. So that'd be nice. If, if my employer ever made me take, if like, if I had a set number of days off and they made me take days off PTO because I was getting my wisdom teeth out, I would sue. It's like, Oh, I'm getting I'm getting an arm amputated. Can I take sick days? Nah, you gotta take PTO. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. I hope it's sick days for you, but I will sue. All right. So with my shit bags of the week, uh, my number one, my number one is people who do turkey trots on Thanksgiving. It's literally the dumbest shit ever. It's the dumbest idea. There is no reason for someone to wake up that early to go jog with their family for three. What is it? 3.5 miles, or it's 3K, 5K, whatever. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. There's no reason for you to do it. If it's a family tradition, please never have offspring. Um, <laughs> or just stop the family tradition. It sucks, dude. Because this kind of leads to my next one. But they literally make it their personality for, for Thanksgiving. So my biggest issue with the whole turkey trot thing, and honestly most runs in general, is that based on the mathematic system that we use here in the U S why the fuck are we running races with kilometers involved? We literally have miles on every street sign and highway sign across the entire fucking country. And for some reason, these runners think they're so special that we can't put miles on a race. Why is it a five K just do a three mile run? Like you're not fucking special. I have no idea. I, I'm literally in awe as much as you are here on, on this one. They tried to get sexy with it. It's Thanksgiving. You switch up the units. You, I mean, nobody knows what's coming next. You say 3K, nobody knows how far that even is. I have no idea. 5K, no fucking clue. Like, I don't want to do dimensional analysis on how long of a race you're running. Just tell me how many miles you're going. Be simple. I feel like you could change the whole turkey trot shit bag to just people who run in general because you're just a psycho. I'm, I'm going to add that to my list for the week just because I hate running. Literally anything over like 100 yards game over. Take, take me out of there. Uh, for those who don't know, Kyle may be the, the second or third best walking basketball player ever because he hates running.
But he's, he's, he's got a shot. He's got a clip a little bit here and there. But yeah, uh, turkey trots fucking suck. In summarization, you should not ever do turkey trots. And if you run, according to Kyle, you also should stop running. Because Kyle hates people who are trying to get healthy. It's not even good for your health. It's a brain disease. If you run, you need help. And then they're like, oh, I'm chasing this runner's high. Then you're addicted to drugs. Go to Candyman Lane and you'll find some drugs there. Way rather go back to Cabrini Green than run a turkey trot. No chance. No chance. Uh, but I got a few shit bags, but I'm just going to say the next one. It's people who, who make one thing their entire personality. It's like, like some, for some people it's politics. For some people it's sports. For some people it's gaming. For some people it's their work. For some people it's their dog. Like just, just have have breadth and depth, not not just one thing. Like, I don't need to be hearing from you every single day about your fucking views on presidential elections that are supposed to happen in sixteen years. Like, I I don't want to hear that stuff, you know. But uh, that wraps up the stacks and shit bags of the week. Um, you know what, Skiv? Let's uh, let's give away some money, eh? I mean, I know that. Kyle, while you were at the game, and I predicted the score to be 52-7, to seven, Bears away. Shout out, Bennis. I did tweet, if the Bears cover plus four and a half, we will be giving out some money. So we made a wheel here in the studio, and we're going to spin it. We'll spin it twice because people who retweeted, they do get a second chance to win. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's hear it, Skiv. All right. I'm spinning the wheel right now. I will announce the results as they come in. As this is spinning, I would just like to say – all three of you idiots who took the Bears in the Bears versus Ravens game were absolute clowns. 52-point prediction. I told you they weren't even going to score 10. We have a winner. Winner number one, none other than the Robert Philippuke. <laughs> Vetoed. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Philly was our friend about 24 hours ago, but we will not be, we will not be giving him any money. So let's spin that twice more. Yeah, we can't be giving it out to the boys. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, maybe anyone but Philly, honestly. Honestly, I would have been okay with giving it out to anyone but Philly. But, I mean, how many times did you see him this week? Once? Yeah, I saw him one time on Blackout Wednesday. Philly would rather not would not see the boys. Philly, Philly's one of those guys who doesn't like the boys, you know. That's all right. Sorry, Philly, you won, but you didn't actually. All right, so we're spinning again. And the winner of the respin is Aria Barbie. So congratulations to Aria Barbie. Uh, you are the winner of $25, I believe it is, right? Yeah, okay. $25 giveaway for that first spin. Uh, make sure you DM me, tweet at me, Venmo request me, whatever. I'll hit you up with that $25. Aria Barbie, is that what you said? Again, we're not tweeting this out anywhere because I'm not trying to give free cash. But if you listen, if you're a writer, of course I got to give it to you. Okay, and then for our re-roll, we have Jake Hess as a winner. So that's a big win for the Indiana boys. Hey, Hess, man, congrats, bro. I'm not going to treat you like Philly over there because Philly's fake as fuck. You're a real guy. Browns fucking stink, but I do owe you $25. So when you, uh, when you hear this, make sure you uh, retweet the link and text me about it. But congrats to you, bro. Cheers. Um, what do we want to do now? Do we want to get to football or do we want to ask some questions? Uh, let's do some football. I'm ready for some sports. All right, Skiv, you wanna you wanna talk about your recap of the week? 
Yeah, so I kind of talked about the Thanksgiving games a little bit, and I hit on the whole like Lions situation. On Thanksgiving Day, there was actually another really funny stat that I saw. So the 3 o'clock slate was Raiders-Cowboys, like we discussed. And before the game, they were kind of hitting on like f- like stats of some of the players that were in the game. So, for example, Trayvon Diggs, they showed him. They said, oh, he's leading the league. He has eight interceptions. Then they showed Josh Jacobs. They say that Josh Jacobs has like 100-plus scrimmage yards in three straight games. So just like pretty reputable stats for some of these guys around the game. And then they cut to Derek Carr, who's having not a terrible season. Like he, He's playing fine. And the stat they display for him is first career Thanksgiving Day game. I'm like, you can't like give all these guys credit and then just absolutely clown this guy because it's his first game. Like He's having a decent season, and they just shit on him on live TV. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was dying laughing about that. As if like playing on Thanksgiving Day games means shit when Matt Stafford has probably 30 and like one win max. It was just like the worst like sabermetrics I've ever seen. I was like, this literally doesn't affect the game at all. It's such a horrible stat, and it's like, you know, some intern just threw that up there thinking it was going to be a banger, and everyone's like, dude, what am I reading? Like, this sucks. So uh, we're going to do this new thing, too. So rather than hearing us talk about the Ravens, Patriots, and Packers every single week, we have created a wheel with the other 29 NFL teams. Now, why, why are we switching away from our teams? Because we are clearly all the best in our divisions, and it's really just not that close. Packers first in the NFC, or second, right behind the Cardinals. Ravens first in the AFC, and Patriots two in the AFC. So there's no reason to beat a dead horse and have us continue to talk about good teams. So we got this wheel. We're going to spin it, and we'll talk about whatever team comes up on this uh, on this wheel for a little bit. All right, so this is actually a pretty good one here. We landed on the 49ers. So this is a pretty hot topic now because the Niners started out kind of slow this year and with recent performances, they're trending very upwards. I know they suffered a couple unfortunate injuries, but in the grand scheme of things, I think they're kind of one of those teams that people don't really want to play right now, even though Jimmy G might not be the guy. Well, so I'm looking at it here and what are they? They're like six and five, I believe. Um, they got the Seahawks coming up, who no one's scared of, but that is a that is a divisional game and on the road. But like, I mean, that's definitely a very winnable game. Then they got the Bengals, which is a tough tough out. Then they got the Falcons, Titans, Texans, Rams. So I think on a on the low end, they probably go three and three. On the high end, I could see them going five and one, keeping this hot streak alive. I guess. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing pretty pretty safe football. Comes from the Patriot tree. Um, and Elijah Mitchell, what can we say? I hate that Philly's somehow so fuck Philly. I hate that he's somehow streaming running backs and but Elijah Mitchell put up like twenty, twenty two points in fantasy. So, you know, they, they got a real roster out there. Their defense is holding tough. So did you guys see uh Debo Samuel's stat line? Is Debo Samuel a uh, system running back now? Dude had, I'm looking at his stat line right now. Six carries, sixty six yards, two touchdowns for rushing. But then you go to his fucking his receiving yards, and I believe he had one catch for twelve yards. So all of his productions on the ground now. Maybe he's a running back. Well, the thing about Debo is I I loved him going into the season. Um, 
I got him in the seventh or eighth round, traded him away. But uh, the thing I love, or that the reason why I loved him is he had the most target share out of any player in the NFL per their team when it comes to receptions. There's a reason why he's like number two overall wide receiver, and he's a pretty he's pretty fast. He's electric. He's tall. He's he's got he's he's a pretty good player. I'm a big fan of him. Fortunately, he got hurt. We'll see how that bodes for him. Maybe like a better Cordero Patterson almost. Like, I mean, he's got like the whole build of their wide receiver. And I mean, if you're averaging 11 yards on the ground and getting two touchdowns, like it's pretty productive. He's like gender fluid, but with positions, he can do anything. So you just throw Debo Samuel at any position and he's going to do well because he just, the football gods are on his side, I guess. They should probably... They should try putting Debo at tight end because George Kittle does not look like George Kittle anymore. He, His stat line, 1 for 13 last week. One catch, 13 yards. The problem there is like the 49ers don't really need to throw the ball because no one stops their run game, so they just continue to do that. Elijah Mitchell averages like 7 yards a carry. I mean, at that point, I don't know why they don't just feed him the ball every damn play because... I mean, run the damn ball. It's it's automatic. Like no one stops it. Just continue doing it. I know it's not flashy, but like if you can do it, then just do it. That's why Debo's a system running back. It's all it's all from Shanahan. Every last bit of it. It definitely wouldn't surprise me to see them in the NFC play or in the playoffs overall. Uh, how how deep they would get? I'm not necessarily positive. Uh, I think in all like realistically third sunday at at best like I, I don't know if they can make the super bowl they don't have the roster for that um, i feel like they're one of those teams that's like heavily dependent on being at home and with already having five losses like the playoffs aren't going to run through you so them on the road jimmy g in cold weather like i know he started in foxborough but when you get acclimated to the warm weather like it's just not the same tom brady will be the one first one to advocate for that so i think I think because of their quarterback situation, they're not truthers, but I think they are a team that will scare people. You guys want to kick it off with some other sports now, get a little broader than football, maybe college, or I mean NFL, maybe some college football, college basketball? Um, before bef- before we get to that, I do want to say that um, the Cowboys are dead. I'm putting the Dunn chain on them. I don't see them getting past second Sunday. I think they're, they're not built for that. That defense isn't good, and now that they got – Omnicron going through that locker room. There's there's just no way that there's no way they do anything in the playoffs. Cowboys are dead to me. That's that's all I had to say. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um they have the weapons, but Mike McCarthy isn't anyone that can motivate anyone. So I think that's their biggest downfall. Um but yeah, let's move on to some other sports topics. I will start with college basketball and as you all know i am a supporter of the wisconsin badgers this week we played in the maui invitational which was actually held in vegas which is kind of weird to me because i don't really understand what the difference is there but whatever um we were one of like the few teams in the thing that was like given zero chance to to do anything in the tournament they had rid us off before the thing even started and we turned out to be tournament champs so um we were carried by johnny davis he's the future of wisconsin basketball brad davison's back for his 13th season uh we basically have 
a ton of young guys and one old guy. And it's not a recipe for success, but I'm going to ride the winning streak. We're ranked now, and Big Ten basketball is so fucking back. On the topic of Big Ten basketball, number two, Purdue. It's good, but we got gypped. Should be the one seed right now. I know all the Purdue listeners out here are agreeing with me on that one, but starting off the season 7-0, and really the only significant win was over Villanova like a week ago. But, I mean, you handle them 80-74, so you can't really complain. We got a couple couple good teams we're playing um, soon. I mean, we got like Iowa, Wisco, Michigan, Illinois. I mean, the Big Ten's competitive. It should be good, but... I like Purdue's chances a lot right now to win the Big Ten. We got a pretty young team overall, so it's going to be hard to stop. Freshman Caleb First is an absolute man-child, so hope that guy keeps eating. But good looks all around for Purdue basketball right now. From an outside perspective, I cannot stand Zach Eady at all. He literally travels like four times a play, and he's so tall that people are focused on his height and they don't watch his feet, so he just gets away with it because they're all just shocked by how big he is and like it's pretty cool that you can pull that off when you're just an absolute like he's the real man child there so like i don't like that guy but i respect that he can just do anything because of how like obnoxiously large he is he's not even traveling he only needs like four steps to get up and down the court so really he's just it's just all in one clean motion that that's just plays like if he wasn't seven foot a million then maybe i'd get it but when you're that big a couple steps gets you to half court so why don't they run like a play where your point guard like sprints at Zach Eady and he just throws them up in the air at the hoop? I think that'd be kind of cool for fans everywhere. That would be sick. Like a little like uh like ice skating toss, like throw throw up fucking Jaden Ivy, let them slam down. That'd be sick. That alone might that alone might put you up in uh, conversation for first overall. If we were Duke, if we had the name Duke, we would be first overall. I promise you that. With this current roster, easily the, the best team in the country right now. You could be like the Harlem Globetrotters of college basketball. Like You just do outlandish shit, and you just win games at the same time. Everyone would love Purdue. You guys would literally you'd sell gear like you wouldn't even believe. I think you should reach out to your nationals and talk to them about it. Yeah, I'll get on it. I'll say uh, STS Pod's got a couple ideas for you. I'll talk to Coach Painter, see what I can do. Unfortunately, I am breaking some news here. The Indiana Hoosiers lost 110 to 112 in double OT on the road to Syracuse. Uh, I responsibly had a lot of money on it. Uh, it's unfortunate that they had the lead by four points going into at some point. Last I checked my phone, but it's depressing, man. Hopefully, we get in the tournament. I ain't seen them in the tournament yet, but there's they were six and zero going into today. They they got a good team. I think I saw a stat. It was like last year they were 200 or no, 300 and something out of all of the colleges, eligible colleges, when it came to shooting threes percentage wise and attempts. Uh, and this year they're 74th, which is a huge jump. And if you take out uh, their fourth game of the season, I forgot who it was against, their third or fourth, if you take out that piss poor performance from shooting three threes, they would be 12th in the nation, three point percentage. So. They got a chance, but it's unfortunate that they lost to Q's. Q's is a good team. They still got Buddy Beheim or whatever. Uh, so this is good. They they have Buddy Beheim and Jimmy Beheim now. So it's just an absolute Beheim takeover. Before you know it, uh, what's the dad's name? I'm blanking. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you know it, Jim, Jimmy, and Buddy are all going to be playing, and it's going to be Jimmy throwing oops to Jim. And one thing to think about is Jim Beheim killed a man last year with his car, and no one cared. He literally ran someone over on accident, which, like, fair enough. But, like, the fact that his sons can still play college basketball is not okay. Go back to when DeAndre Swift murdered a guy. They let him play the rest of the season. He's innocent, bro. Like, the guy got in the way of his bullet. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Tarun, is IU basketball even worth watching if you know you're going to lose to Purdue twice a year every year? I'm pretty sure we're, what, like 10-0 in our last 10 against you guys? I know when we were at school, you guys didn't beat us a single time in four years, not once. Any comments? Yeah, man. IU athletics fucking blows. They're so bad. <laughs> All I'm happy is about I'm happy about is that we had chicks that looked good at the school. I mean, what were you doing out at Purdue? You had like three girls go there, right? Yeah, we were studying and jerking off. That's pretty much about it. Not a lot happened there. It's a give and take. It's a give and take when it comes to uh, the sports and partying ratio. But uh, not for us. Wisco is just a dog shit organization. I think we can both agree on that. Both different. Uh, now that we wrapped up the sports segment, I mean, I don't really, if there's, is there anything else you guys want to talk about sports-wise? No? No? All right. Uh, December 18th, I will be attending the Pats Colts game. Look out for an STS Pod YT sign. We will be in the south end no, the west end zone uh, in between the, the field goals. Um, we're going to get some questions here. The first question, <laughs> the first question comes from Depressed Lions fan, Austin Faulkner. What's the po- <laughs> I can't even get through it. What's the point of washing your legs in the shower? Austin, you're a grimy motherfucker. There's no reason for you to not be washing your legs, dude. I d- you have to wash your legs. What are you talking about? To quote Devontae Adams here, uh, this is prior to COVID. His quote was, wash your hands, wash your ass. It's a good quote because I feel like a lot of men specifically may uh forego that second part in the shower which is why we get some stinky fuckers around here so wash your hands wash your ass i feel like you should wash everything if you're getting in the shower and skipping out on parts of the body to wash then you're not properly showering head to toe should be full suds no debate there i mean legs in between the toes gooch like all of the above well, to be honest, I mean, what's, so what's your what's your rotation? When you get in the shower, you get in the shower, you wash your face, wash your armpits, wash your gooch, then what? Well, so well, I start actually. I you guys use the loofah? Yeah, I'm a big loofah user. Well, so you got to get like the soap on the loofah kind of lubed up a little bit. So I always start on the left arm and get that shit super soapy. And then I just work my way down the body, face face to toe, and then w- w- work the, the shampoo and the conditioner in. Do you use two and one? I was just about to say, you're a three and one type of guy, aren't you? <laughs> He's four and one. It's toothpaste too. If they had that, I would probably use it. Not going to lie. No, I, I got dogged on for the two and one, three and one shit by the girlfriend. So we have current we have current we have currently converted to a separate body wash shampoo conditioner routine. Dude, you're telling me at school you didn't 
have like a three in one. Like you didn't just buy like a fucking two liter jar of soap. Dude, soap <laughs> soap is soap, bro. This kid's buying bottles of soap by the pound, bro. He's got 16 pounds on the way. All two in one soaps, too. See, this this was great until the three in one came up, and you didn't have to admit that, especially not on air. Dude, the three in one wouldn't be a thing if people weren't buying it. That's that's the it, that there's no issue though. The the thing is is it's convenient and it's all in one. You don't have to think. You pick up the same bottle every time. Hair, balls, face doesn't matter. All of it in one. It's perfect. I I, I don't even know what to say to that. I I've never heard someone actually back up a three in one argument other than the fact that it's efficient. It's it's you think it's efficient. It doesn't actually clean you, bro. It's all the same. Bro, what are you talking about? It's soap. If there are soap and soap bubbles and I smell like some flower shit at the end, it's good. Like, it's good. All right, so so then, I mean, I guess, sorry, Austin, we didn't answer your question. Do you wash your legs then? Yeah, dude, I scrub everything like once or twice. I like to just be like a soap monster in the shower for like 30 seconds and then I rinse it all off. I, I, I guess there's people, I looked on Twitter, I guess there's people who don't wash their legs because... And again, depressed Lions fan, you might be one of them. But apparently, like, when you're showering, the water and the soap just rinses down your legs. So you should be good to go. But the you're not scrubbing. That's the issue. You need, like, the abrasiveness from the loofah or the rag to get the dirt off. Just having it run down does nothing. That's like sticking your hands under the sink to wash your hands and not touching them together. I agree with that point. I never even thought of it like that. That's a very good point. Um... Skip, do you use a loofah or do you use a hand towel? Is that what it's called? Or a washcloth, whatever? I'm a, I'm a loofah dog, but yeah, I, I do wash my legs. I feel like it's common knowledge to do that. Maybe maybe I was just born in like a reasonable household. I don't know. But uh, I, I'm still just like baffled by this whole three-in-one thing you got going on over there. I, I I know I should let it go, but I'm struggling to, and we don't need to discuss it anymore unless if you really want to, but like, I'm glad that you've graduated from that now. Let me, let me pose you a question. What's worse, the three in one or bar soap? Bar soap by far. If you, I, I think bar soap, it just doesn't one last as long in my opinion. Like it just breaks down a lot easier. And especially if you're one of those persons who throws the bar soap in your loofah while you clean, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't know how you'd put a bar soap in a loofah. Uh, so so you take the loofah, and then you put the bar of soap on top of the loofah, and then you squeeze the loofah, and then you just keep scrubbing. That's psycho. Right, and I agree with that. I think bar soap's like the worst, especially in, in like when you share a bar soap with your roommate. I, I think that's the grossest thing. Like I would rather not wash my feet than share a bar soap with my roommates. I also don't love bar soap as a hand soap when washing your hands. Like, I swear, like, if you don't buy, like, some tubed up hand soap, like, you're just not doing it right. Because bar soap is, for one, it's way messier. Like, it gets everywhere. And when you set down a wet bar of soap, it just leaks. And, like, I don't know. I just don't understand the craze of that. I think it's maybe, like kind of run its course and it was kind of thing longer ago before this whole like hand soap thing became a thing but i think that 
hand soap is the way of the future for sure. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense to me. So depressed lions fan, you have your answer. You should be washing your legs and do not talk to me until you wash your legs. Please and thank you. Love you, buddy. Uh next question that I uh that we're gonna get to. Uh ooh, this is a good one. Uh shout out Robocop, Super Polock six nine. Um he said power rankings of Thanksgiving or whoa, power ranking of holidays so i i don't want to lead here because i haven't done my research but i know that you guys knew this question was coming up um so i'm gonna let skiv answer first okay so i think that without a doubt we can put valentine's day in the cellar that holiday is so fucking dumb the fact that there's like romantic things and like all this stuff for like one day it's like just spread it out throughout the course of the year we don't need to go overboard for one day like i i just i never have understood that one and i get that like when you're younger it's like a big thing with like getting like cool candy at school and stuff like that but when you're older it's like if you just do like kind deeds all the time then like there's no need to go crazy for one day i don't really understand that one are we uh are we giving like a top five here, top three, or what are we thinking here? Top five, I'm getting told. Okay. Um, Skip, do you want to rip off your top five then? Yeah, so just because of where my birthday falls, I, I am subjected to give Christmas the number one slot. I think it's the best time of the year for many reasons. You get work off, you get presents, you see family, you see friends. It's a great time for everyone. I think the 4th of July falls at number two. The parties that time of year are electric. No matter what you do on the 4th of July or what you're celebrating, you're bound to have a good time, whether it's fireworks, picnics, uh, carnivals, all that kind of stuff. There's a great opportunity there. I think Mother's Day is a huge one as well because let's be real. The moms are the MVPs of the family. They're the ones that make it all happen. I mean, we're all guys. I'm sure at some point in our life, we're going to be lazy fucking husbands too. So let's call it what it is. That's my top three. Uh, I don't really have much deeper of a thought for the rest. I love St. Patty's Day. It's a good time to see people party a little bit, but that's about all I've got for that. Um, As you were saying, I know that we didn't actually clarify it. Kyle did. We did not. I am thankful for my family. Skiv, are you thankful for your family? I'm so thankful for my family that I'm actually going to redraft and take them with a number two pick. So now you have to take a new thing at the three slot. I'm taking proximity, Chad. God, he's easily next in line there, no doubt about it. All right, uh, I got a little bit of a top, different top three here, Skiv, but number one, Thanksgiving, easily. F- football, food, family, I mean, shit's so free, way better. Number two, and the only reason this is two and not one is because of the giving aspect. Christmas. You have to give gifts constantly. Like the struggle to find a good gift for everybody in the family and make it actually like worth something, not shit, takes a little bit of effort. So there's a little bit of more stress in Christmas. So that's my number two. And then number three, I'm giving it to New Year's. So kind of the back of the year, I think, powers through the holiday season. I think that's kind of the point of it. So makes sense that 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 would be my top three and then honorable mention juneteenth didn't get off of work for it but should have yeah i feel like that's uh that's a pretty decent list i'm shocked that you went with thanksgiving number one but uh did you know that there's beef 
going on between basketball Twitter and football Twitter in that some people are saying NBA Christmas Day is better to watch than Thanksgiving. Uh, football, what are your thoughts on What are you guys' thoughts on that? Terrible. The NBA is terrible. Nobody watches the NBA. It's worse than it's significantly worse than baseball. Like the fact that baseball was the first thing that got dogged on in this podcast before the NBA is crazy at Tarun. But yeah, no, I mean, I would way rather watch Christmas football and Christmas or and Thanksgiving football than seeing basketball in either of those days. I think that one of the big things with that is that the NBA used to or still does i might be wrong here correct me on this uh the whole like christmas day jerseys thing and i think that alone is something that propels a lot of people to want to watch because it's like oh they're wearing new cool uniforms i want to see those the nfl used to do that but the lions evidently no longer wear their thanksgiving uniforms whatever the fuck that happened i must have missed that transition but i think like little things like that are what gives the nba that slight little boost I also think that Christmas as a whole is maybe viewed higher than Thanksgiving is in terms of a holiday. So I think the NBA also benefits from that. This year, there are NFL games on Thanksgiving, though. So, or sorry, on Christmas, yes. So we can't cancel that out. Maybe NFL on Christmas Day is the new thing. I don't know. But there's a lot of potential there. So to be clear, I am, I am much bigger of a football fan than I am basketball fan. Um, but I will be watching NFL on Christmas Day. I will not be watching NBA if there are games. The only thing about the only thing about the NBA Christmas Day is first game tips off at like 10 a.m. and I love that. Like if if the NFL did like a 9:30, 12:30, and a 7:30 game, whatever you want to call it, like I feel like that would be electric on those Christmas and Thanksgiving days. Yeah, I feel like the only reason they can't do that is because of the West Coast. And, like, already a 12 o'clock game there is a 10 o'clock game. Or a 12 o'clock game here is a 10 o'clock game there. So I think because of that, that's why they don't do it, which kind of sucks because there'd be nothing better to waking up to football. So I agree that that would be ideal, but that's probably why they try to steer away from that. Based on what you said, I don't think they do Christmas Day jerseys anymore. I think they bring back Christmas Day jerseys. They don't have brand-new jerseys every year, which they used to have. Um, but uh, for the power ranking of holidays, I have to go with Blackout Wednesday is my favorite holiday of the year. I love the fact that you can get obliterated. If you're not drinking or if you're not driving, you can get obliterated responsibly, see a lot of Randys you haven't seen in years, hang out with the boys. Um, Philly, fuck you for not, for not grittying up and down the bar. Uh, I did ask him while we were both uh, – out, I said, how much money for you to get up and gritty up and down the bar? And he's he, he's got a little swag to him when it comes to grittying. Uh, he said one grand. I had seven people in the boys put together one grand, was ready to Venmo it to him, and he refused to. So Philly, not a rider. Another reason why you're not getting 25 bucks, bud. Fuck you. <laughs> My second favorite holiday, uh, more of an observance, is uh, National Men's Day or National Boys Day. Shout out the boys. Shout out the brothers. Um, that's coming up this Friday. Oh, never mind. It passed last Friday, November 19th. I forgot. Um, and then last but not least, July 4th. July 4th is uh, a very good holiday. Not that I'm super patriotic or I'm not, not that I am or I'm not. It's just, it's a nice time of year. Everyone gets basically the week off, fireworks, summer. Um, it's a good time. RIP the race course. 
but we used to, I, me and Melissa's family used to hit that all the time, but. There's nothing better than some wings, some beer, and some fireworks with some warm weather. It's just a great combo. Everyone loves it. Maybe some ranch with the wings, too. It's just it's killer. It's awesome. Barbecues, cookouts, all of that. I'm here for it. All right. Uh, Craig is giving me the head nod, telling us that we're running out of time here. Thank you guys so much for listening to this entire episode. If you made it this far, uh, shout out those two people who won money. Fuck you, Philly. Um <laughs> I'm sorry for giving you such a hard time, bro. Uh, you know, I love you. I'll talk, I'll, we'll see each other soon. But thank you so much for watching, listening, laughing, crying. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, follow, share. All the above, none of the above. Whatever you can do, anything helps. At uh, STSPodYT on all socials. Thank you so much for joining us today. So from Skiv, Smelly, myself, be a friend, tell a friend, get to the weekend, and we'll see you next week. We'll be better then. We promise. She Yeah I repped up 847 those are the digits and the 254 is where I pay my visits H-Town is where I went to catch the chips and everywhere I go they say I'm gifted Having premonitions of a better way of living I've been sitting thinking wondering why do I never listen I'd probably be ahead of this position but the one ahead of me should know I'm trying to close the distance